the Discovery 947 Ride Joburg podcast. And now, it's the Coffee Stop with Jenny Green. Welcome to the Coffee Stop. I am Jenny Green. And I'm Steve Saunders. And we are sharing a cup of coffee and discussing the state of play for the wonderful year of 2019 that is... <laughs> Racing by Absolutely. at a rapid rate. It's been an incredible year and uh, got an opportunity now to do a bit of a state of the nation, a reflection on last year, 2018 edition. Lots of changes happened there. Went off incredibly well from my perspective. And um, looking forward to seeing all these changes because there's a lot, a huge amount happening. Yeah. These changes and all of these new little additions are going to really give us some Make new exciting things yeah. to talk about and to, to the event isn't, towards. The event isn't only about just racing. I mean, there's so much more that happens. So it's about much more. bringing the, the cyclists, the people of Joburg together. It's about the corporate opportunities. It's about the charitable opportunities. Yeah, I mean, our charities, over the last nine years, we've calculated have, have, have earned through this event being create, you know, having a platform to raise money for theirs, their, their charities. I think we owe in excess of 90 million rand wow. in nine years since, since that platform was created. So, yes, there's the racing end, and obviously there's a lot of people who, who hang their entire season on this on this race. But, I mean, it's just the stories, the heartwarming stuff that comes from it, most of which we sort of only hear about after the fact. Um, and that's really what this race is about. It's, it's for everyone, and it's to make this a, a happy space. I think a lot of people... People see cycling as a, as a huge mountain to climb. 95Ks, if you've never ridden a bike before, can be a daunting thing. You know, you've got to get a bike and cleats and helmets and this and that. And it just becomes just too all too consuming. So this is a nice stepping stone in growing the sport and getting more bums on bikes. Absolutely. So let's, let's do a little review mm. of how things rolled out for 2018. And then let's look at how those reflections are going to play out for 2019 because I'm excited about those changes. I think people are going to have lots to talk about and lots to consider. Like you said, it's opening up or it's decreasing the barrier for entry completely with the option of a shorter Hmm. aspect of the event. Um, It won't have, obviously, the prestige of the main event, but it allows participation. And that's what we're looking for. Let's lower the barrier and bring them in. Um, and hopefully down the line to upgrade. So if you've done a 40, you know, a year yeah, or two in, now you, you can start stepping standard. it up, you know, and through training and helping and getting some support from us and from people in the industry to then step those people up to take on the big monster of 95 and kilometers. You know. And we've had all these changes in cycling, the, the e-bike aspect that's come through and all the arguments from mm. all sides that mm. have come about it. But overall, it's just allowed more people absolutely to get onto a bicycle. Absolutely. And that's what we're looking for. How do we get more people out there riding, yeah, enjoying mean, themselves? That was one of the things that we had introduced completely last year, um, 2018, and it, for all intents and purposes, went really well. Um, we had quite a good uptake on it, and I see a lot of events now have taken the lead on it and are, are opening up the e-bike category. You know, it's not it's not for guys who are racing for times and for podiums and all of those things. It's not in those categories. It, it's in the bulk of people who are just wanting to do this you so, know, and experience it. So, so give, for, for the listeners, let's give them an understanding of how, for those entering with an e-bike, it wasn't just a straightforward process like everyone else. There was an evaluation. The fact that they were on an e-bike had to be stated. So basically, a few factors were taken into account. As you say, when you enter, you say, I'm on an e-bike. We then looked at any seating that you had, and we obviously then weighted that. Yeah. Um, as we would normally with seating, and we give certain weighting to different 
size events or distances of events, that seeding was weighted accordingly. So what we didn't want to have was people with zero skill on an e-bike further up the ranks simply because they were on an e-bike. So all of that was factored into how those people were seated. And that seemed to work very it well. It seemed to work very well. I mean, we've had really positive feedback on all of that, and I, th- I only see that growing. You know, the, the fact that we reversed the route last year, which made the beginning half of the race really hilly and, and harder than the second half, Absolutely. which is sort of a bit of a, a shift of how it's been historically, I think in some ways the e-bike thing played into that. It, it was really good because I think those beginning hills freaked a lot of people out. <laughs> But, One of our, but they had to use their battery often. They did. They and, did, but nobody ran out of batteries, as far as I understand, so that's good. But yeah, I mean, I think on the whole, really well received um, to go the other way. Uh, yes, climbing heavy to begin with. <laughs> so, so let's try and figure out five aspects of that reverse route, which were really cool. And we mentioned one, the climbing comes mm. really early, so mm. people are fresh. I would say there's a, there's a positive and a negative. Mm. The positive is people are fresh. The negative is people are fresh. And I'm going to say that because they're all going to go as hard as they can. And with with every uphill, there's a downhill. So you're getting the groups shattering and coming back together and reforming. So it takes quite a while for them to settle down. And it probably was by the time they got out to Bryanston that you knew who you were riding with. That's that's where you were. You you knew by then that that's a person you could handle and you were pacing with and you'd worked out how the routine went. So those first couple of hills are very steep. Mm. They were not very short. And also pretty long. Bearing in mind, the majority of people haven't done a little warm-up on a trainer or rollers. Obviously, the sharp end of the race were doing that. A lot of guys were on rollers warming up. The rest got a warm-up standing and waiting for their start time. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that that does, certainly for a rider like me, I take a long time to to get the legs into the game. I'm sort of only coming right 30 k's in. And when you've already done the bulk of the climbing after 30 k's, you kind of, it's a bit of a shock to the system. But yeah. So that was one. Definitely. So so the hills was one. I'm going to add in a little bit, having done commentary at the finish line watching mm. the people come in at the watching end watching the responses yeah. they i could say that there was a massive positive response in how they felt mm. at the end they enjoyed it they were going fast they had the wind in their hair there's a huge number of smiles as opposed to the, the almost i would say in the years before there was almost this dejected look as yeah, they came to the hearts. line until they went across the line and realized oh i've Definitely. finally done it Definitely. they were coming in already with a smile on their face yeah. so that was a big positive yeah i think number three for me would probably be the actual downhill finish um oh, you know again great. just being able to roll over the line instead of fighting your not way too to much it. with your arms in the air but that sort of feeling where exactly you're not arguing with your all over the all the way over the line. I mean, as you know, we as a team go down to the finish line for that last hour, and literally watching people running over the line as opposed to riding over the line because that last little bit was just that too much. So that I think that was really positive to just see those big smiles and they rolled through with very little effort at the end. So let's figure out a fourth aspect of the reverse route that made it really interesting and a different dynamic for everyone. So we had the king of the mountain. Yes. Which we, king and queen of the mountain, we ran that right up in town. But On the Brahm beast. On the Brahm beast. <laughs> which and actually it didn't turn out to be a beast. <laughs> not such a, well, for the elites. I think for yeah. some of the back markers, yeah. it was still one of the... Straw that broke it was the like camel's back. the 74th little <laughs> climb you dealt with in the day, and you only got to halfway yeah. at that point. Yeah. So Definitely. it was massive, but it did change the dynamic of understanding mm. how Joburg lays out, and understanding Definitely. that Joburg itself, the center of Joburg, is high. Yes. The altitude is high, and we've had that in the past. We go yeah. into to Joburg and we come out having that freeway run in mm. the second half added a lot to the requirements for the individuals to maximize their riding skills in the bunch mm, and I think people would learn from that we focused on it in terms of the education the training and what you mm. should try and do and get to a club and learn from the instructors 
But I think they would have reflected on that massively going, I need to learn how to slipstream. I need to learn how to maximize that opportunity. Yeah. So I would say that was probably the fourth one for me. Yeah, I don't know if you even remember this. We had a heat wave at that time last year and we had, had to bring in our heat plan. Right. And we had the tankers, the Lucerne tankers on, on the heart. Well, in fact, at all of those final water points. Yes. I mean, that was a highlight to just chuck a jug of water over yourself in that heat. So I think also, again, that vibe at those points was just up a, up a notch because by the time everyone got there, the worst was done. Yes, it was hot, but it was manageable and it wasn't sort of a soul-crushing kind of feeling, which and I think it really got it, to be at it, the end of the original route. At the original route. And that, but, I mean, when you talk about temperature and such, like, and this could maybe be the fifth point to discuss, and I think a reflection for me was seeing as many people as I did come in in relatively good condition for the same distance, pretty much similar amount of climbing, I suppose, mm. overall. Mm. Um, although the, cl- the, the climbing was probably more intense and more crunched into the beginning of yeah. the event you had this different aspect coming through from people but the safety side of the the event seemed to roll off very nicely so i didn't see masses of injuries or crashes mm-hmm. and maybe with the reverse route having all the hills early on people very Definitely. quickly realized just settle in concentrate yeah. find my way yeah so obviously later on in, a, in the day you've got people who've been out there for longer it's hotter they're tired and then on top of all of that, they're getting the bulk of the climbing at the end, yes. which in this case was changed around. So definitely we saw a, a decline in crashes in the in the instances of, of, of heat yeah. exhaustion, in the you know dehydrations, in those sorts of things. And for those reasons, I think now that we've gotten to the end of the five, I think those are pretty much the five reasons why we would kind of look at it and go, this worked. And so we're so we we staying, we we definitely staying with that this year. That is fantastic yeah. news. Let's extend the conversation a little bit. International. South African cycling, where we've got to, how we're reflecting, the amount of engagement I've been seeing because of performances of our riders internationally has been phenomenal. What's your take on how things are standing? Very exciting time. Um, If you look at how well, you know, we're doing internationally, I think if you look at the state of cycling in South Africa, road cycling is on the decline. You know, we don't have the safest roads. We know that. Um, And I think... It's up to us as an industry to figure out how to do things better, to make it safer, to to create environments for people to train safely, to, to be on their bikes, to be outdoors, to keep moving. Um, and I think if you look at the success, almost in spite of the yeah, challenges we have, that's so encouraging to me. Um, I had the privilege of being um, out at the Giro Rosa with oh, wow. our SA champ, Ashley Mulman Passio, and just seeing the level of the racing that she is is not only engaging in is at the sharp end of and you know if you look at equally Daryl with his stage win at the Tour de France I mean these guys these guys and girls are performing at a level that is just incredible world class and as I say I think despite the challenges that have presented themselves in our in our current state of play it's it's a definitely very exciting time for young girls to look at an Ashley on the stage that she's performing on and say, I can do that, I can get there, it's doable. Same thing with Daryl, you know, for the little little ones to see Daryl raising his arms on the world's biggest stage. I mean, you how do you how do you even buy that? You can't, yeah. you know. You know so this, and the nice thing about it is the amount of support that they give back. They're friends of the event. Absolutely. They are there all the time to talk and engage with people. Yeah. Uh, I know Daryl's very involved with um, support SA talent, and yeah. he just—we've got a little development program we do at the Hector Norris track, and we get the local kids in the area, and it's a, a dilapidated area, it's yeah. a very low-income area, 
and he's just donated all his old skin suits. So now we have yeah. these ten-year-old kids riding, riding around. around in um, Orica Green Edge kit from Stunning. four years ago. Yeah. Daryl's worn it four or five times, and um, they're now proudly racing track yeah. bikes in this kit. And that's that's donations from him. And he comes and spends time and he chats to the guys. And it's so important. It was, and I, I think that's exactly you touched on it. Now they're, they're friends of the event. I mean, we last year had the privilege of having them both on stage with us at our at our um, expo, and you know, for people to sit and engage with them on on such a personal level, have photographs, chat, ask them about how they you know how they live their lives, what what their lives actually entail, and I think until you really get to understand that level of professionalism, you almost can't fathom it. You know, um, and I and think the commitment they make, yeah, and yeah. I think to, to to convey those stories and what we're doing and how we as an event are portraying those riders and 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 telling their story really. Um, to tell it to our audience as South Africa, um, I think is hugely important. And I look forward to welcoming them both back this year. Ashley will probably in all likelihood ride for charity again. Um, she last year she did the double with Joel Stransky's Luma Hawk Hawk. Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, here's hoping Daryl comes to defend his title because it's our belief that because he won here, it gave him a good foundation to go off and to win, win the Tour Down Under and then go on to, to win a stage. So we'll, we'll claim that. We'll claim that. That's but yeah, true. I mean, I think cycling as a whole is in a very good space. Lots of changes going on, lots of new dynamics. And I've got to say to you as, as one of the primary people in the organizing <laughs> group, congratulations and well done. What an effort it's been. Yeah, big team effort to, to do this. Um, and I think it just shows the gravitas of the event and what the, you know, the iconic status that the event holds, that it attracts the interest of a brand as big as and as and as amazing as Discovery. So well done to, to everybody involved. Absolutely. Really. We'll chat soon. Thank you, Thank Jen. You for joining me, brilliant. Steve. We'll chat later. You take care. Keep up. Enjoy the bike. Indeed. <laughs> Always rubber side down. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Discovery 947 Ride Joburg podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast app. Livepodcasts.fm.